Hi, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host and best friend, EJ Fed Talks. How's everything going? So, uh, this week, man, I made that sound more dramatic than I intended it to be. Uh, this week, some people said nice things about this, this, uh, this weird little show of mine, and that made me feel good. So, uh, we're coming into this with good energy. Um, a couple people even made me feel like this wasn't a self-indulgent waste of time. So you're stuck with me for a little while longer, I guess. Um, now I did make the mistake last week of, uh, asking people to tell me what I should talk about because originally the, originally, uh, you know, in our long storied history, uh, if you wanted to tell me what to talk about, you had to prove you purchased something from TeasedBySummer.com, but we'll deal with that in the ad. Uh, but I do want to mention that my, my friend Brad wants me to talk about architecture uh, and not dork stuff. I should note that Brad claims to be an architect. I say I, there's no good reason to doubt him. He knows a lot about architecture. He works in an architecture building. Uh, he took a lot of architecture classes. But I have never seen him once carry a rolled-up blueprint, and that makes me suspicious. Uh, Becky had a whole list of topics, uh, some of which make me think maybe she has not heard the show and understand my range of things I'm comfortable with, because uh, honestly, I don't think I can devote an episode to Black History Month. I think it's a good topic. I think maybe I'm not the right guy to sit down and bend your ear on the importance. Uh, but she had... I, I think maybe that was just a signal that she thinks I'm smarter than I am. And we all know I'm not smarter than I am. Nobody's smarter than they are. Uh, that one got away from me. But she also noted that January 15 is uh, Hippopotamus Day. Which, that actually makes me very happy. And let me tell you why. First off, I know having the, uh, doing the, the National Novelty Day thing, they used to do that on my brother, my brother, and me. And I obviously don't want to go stealing segments from other podcasts. Uh, which reminds me, uh, later on we're going to be uh, opening up the teaser freezer for Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, I've got a bag of Doritos 3D and we'll decide if they're snack or whack. Uh, but first, free throw scriptures. It just now occurred to me that uh, some of my friends who listen to this have never listened to another podcast, so they they really are just excited that I'm bringing some structure to this thing. <laughs> Can you imagine if this was your only exposure to podcasts, what you must think that you, they are? Like, oh yeah, podcasts, the thing where my friend puts a blanket over his head and talks for a while and sometimes says my name. Does does Rachel think all podcasts mention her sometimes? <laughs> Actually, what's even weirder is uh, people who have listened to this and season one of Serial. That, that's kind of a broad swath there. <laughs> it's like if the only two movies you had ever seen in your life were like Lady of the Tramp and Con Air. And you're like, yeah, movies. I get movies. Lady of, the, Lady of the Tramp, Con Air, I know all about movies. <laughs> I should have said Crank Too High Voltage, not Con, not Con Air. I have no affection for Con Air. Damn it. Anyway, 
Here's what I like about National Hippo Day, having done no research whatsoever, is uh, most of these, and they, they're really, they really get a lot of play now on social media and the internet every time there's a National Blank Day. But it's almost always some sort of corporate-driven thing. You know, it's, it's like that episode of The Simpsons where the greeting card people invented Love Day because there are no holidays in August. Uh, so it's like, hey, National Pretzel Day, that's fun. It's like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's sponsored by Rolled Gold and Mr. Salty. Uh, I don't believe Mr. Salty still exists. That was the, the uh, pretzel favorite from my youth. Their mascot was a living pretzel uh, wearing a sailor's cap. I, I honestly don't know why, why they wanted to tie him to the sea. But uh, that was that was a, apparently a selling point. Also, bragging about the amount of salt was very uh, <laughs> very eighties. But you know, it's it's all every time there's a national day, there's some there's some sort somebody somebody's making a buck off it. But as far as I know, nobody's making money off of National Hippo Day. I mean, there's no there's no hippo business, right? There's it's not like we use hippo byproducts for anything. And if we do, don't, don't tell me. That would bum me out forever if I come back and go, yeah, uh, they make steering wheels out of hippo. No, I don't want to know. I'm just going to assume. But I can't, I don't think there's anybody making a profit off of hippopotami. And so the fact that there actually is a day devoted to them seems very pure and... And it just seems good, right? Hippos. They're pretty you probably haven't thought of them very much, but your feelings are probably neutral to positive. They're big and cool and they hang out in the water. If you run into them in an Assassin's Creed game, they kill you pretty much instantly, and I can't remember which game that was. I wanna say Origins, but that might have been the one set in ancient Greece. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. The point is Hippos are rad, and I like that there's a day celebrating them that, as far as I can tell, benefits nobody aside from the hippos. So that's that's been a thing that's been making me happy. Uh, in other EJ news, in case you didn't get the EJ newsletter, uh, I'm trying to be more healthy because I am old. And like last year I started going to the gym and I really liked it and I was I was feeling better and uh, it was good for my health. And then obviously everything happened and I technically could go to the gym now, but I don't think that would be good for my health at all. So I'm trying to figure out some things I can just do considering that I'm at work most of the day and... Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of options there, so I, I made I made two purchases. Uh, first off, I wanted to be sure I'm drinking enough water, and I had always heard you needed 64 ounces a day, and I don't know how much 64 ounces is, so I thought I'd get one of, like one of those, like a 64 ounce jug, so I could just keep track. But then, in the midst of doing this, I found out that they actually want you to drink 101 ounces of water a day. Which, for one thing, sounds more real. 
Like, if you asked me to pick an amount of water with no science going into it, I probably would have picked 64. It's like, yeah, that's eight, eight ounce glasses. That works. It's a, it's a, it's a square root. It's, it's great. 64, but 101 is so weird that it sounds like there must be some science behind it. It's like how you believe 101 Dalmatians is a true story, but if there'd been 100 Dalmatians, you'd be like, I don't know. This seems fake. Uh, but it is a it is a lot of water. And the problem I have, and this is kind of something I've learned from my, my job, which is bad. Uh, nobody I work with will ever hear this. I don't care. I'll say it. It's bad. I don't like it. Uh, I try to get as much stuff done as early as possible to get a little bit of breathing room. And that started to affect other facets of my life, including, it turns out, drinking water. Because the, the jug I have has sort of these uh, levels on the outside telling you where you should be at certain times of the day. And, like, I consider it a victory if I'm up to the 2 o'clock o line by 10.30. And I feel like that might not be the most healthy approach to just absolutely gorge myself on water in the morning. But that's also, and I'm saying this because I feel like I'll be more accountable, even though it's possible for me to just lie to everybody, is I am giving up drinking until I can do so socially. Uh, whether that's because the weather's warmed up enough that I can do a porch, a social distant porch sit, or whether uh, the pandemic ends and I can get some, I can I can go to a restaurant. And it, it's not even like I drink that often, but it's, I don't know, just kind of, I'm going to cut it out for a while. Maybe that'll help me feel healthier. Uh, I mean, look, I've been depressed. <laughs> Maybe not uh, ingesting a depressant will, will help with that on some level. And there's the dog. Uh, so that's my plan. I have one hard cider left. I'm going to drink it before the ad break. So I'll report back as to how that went down. Uh, probably not during the ad break. That would be very unprofessional in the midst of my highly professional uh, presentation. The other thing I bought, and this one's heartbreaking because it did not work out, and it was a dumb idea in the first place. I saw an ad for like this, this, like, this like plastic wedge with pedals that you can just sit on the floor and you can just 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 pedal it and it's meant to go under a desk so like you could what I thought was I could be at work and just just pedal and kind of get like this this I uh, probably not much but there's a little bit of exercise at least uh, while I'm spending all day sitting at my desk and that seemed like a brilliant idea like you know from the waist up I'd look like a regular office man but uh, below the waist, I'm pounding away on this this uh, pedal machine. I should not say below the waist and pounding away together like that. That was not. I apologize. So I kind of shopped around, and mo there uh, turns out there's more than more than one kind of these stupid things, and most of them are are expensive, like two hundred and fifty dollars. And I found one for forty. And uh, I am going to be honest with you. Here's a, a shopping tip. If there's a $40 version of something and a $250 version of something, don't buy the $40 version. 
I'm not saying buy the $250 version. You don't have $250 to spend on this nonsense. Just don't have it at all. Because the $40 version will be terrible. Uh, it is very cheap and small and flimsy. And I don't know why I thought it would work, but it, it's at just exactly the wrong angle for how my chair is at work. And it's it's just actively unpleasant because, you know, my feet keep slipping out and I can't... In order to make it work, I have to sit too far from my desk to be able to use my computer. It's a, it, was, it was a dumb purchase. Uh, and it was, it was bad. And what I found out later was apparently... Maybe all of them, but their their ads didn't emphasize this. But the the one I have, at least, is intended for elderly people with lower mobility. <laughs> so the emails I am getting now are... They're something, man. It's... Yeah, I'm getting a lot of ads for, like, compression socks and walkers. And, uh... Like, earlier uh, last year... I, I I got a friend a, a plush minion uh, as a as a joke, you know the you know the minions. Why why am I really punching that eye in the middle of minions? You know what I mean, the minions. Uh, now I said it like a normal person, and I got it on Amazon, and now my Amazon recommendations are one hundred percent minion stuff. <laughs> like it awakened something in me. Uh, but this the this this bad pedal thing sort of reminded me of my uh my my elderly pedal thing i should say reminded me of another uh uh exercise related uh uh error uh and i don't think i've discussed it here which is my my college uh phys ed credits uh now i am not a sporty fellow as you probably know or definitely would be able to glean from any anything you know about me and uh, when I was in college I needed I needed phys ed credits and also uns also uh, this will be unsurprising to you is uh, I was I was bullied in high school uh, and before and since really constantly some of you probably want to bully me right now uh, and it was especially bad in, in gym class in high school, especially after like locker rooms, it was bad. I have, I, I, I shouldn't have brought it up. It's very upsetting. I'm, I'm a guy, I'm a kid who got beat up in English class and that is not a joke. So you can imagine what a nightmare phys ed was for me. So I have like this really strong aversion to anything with team sports where we're going to be. I don't know, chatting afterwards and I'll be getting beat up for losing. So I went for the absolute most low effort I could. Uh, I needed two credits at the, I went to community college for a couple of years because uh, my family had no money and uh, I needed two credits. So I took bowling, obviously that's fine. I'm still a terrible bowler. And I took personal defense which sounds cool right the problem is and this was not made clear in the course description is that specifically it was women's personal defense and with my 
genderless name. Nobody really caught on until I showed up the first day. And at that point, I couldn't really get into anything else that would fulfill a requirement. So they just kind of let me take women's personal defense, <laughs> which I am now realizing is the plot of a King of the Hill episode. <laughs> so the way it would work is, well, first off, women's personal defense, let me tell you, 90% of the moves they teach you are go straight for the crotch. And my role in the class was to play the part of the attacker. Uh, so I would sometimes, I mean, they'd let me have pads, but it was one hour a week. I would just get kneed or kicked or whatever in, in the crotch area just repeatedly. Uh, it was... It, it was bad, but it was still better than, than participating in a team sport. So I guess I shouldn't, shouldn't complain, but also it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a full semester of, okay, we need somebody to, uh, somebody to be the attacker. How about EJ? All right, fine. Just, just open up on me. I don't care anymore. I'm dead inside. And then after that, I went to a I went to a, uh, a regular college uh, where I majored in business at a college that was mostly known for its seminary. Uh, so clearly, I've been making good decisions all my life. Uh, oh, famous alumni of my college include Paul Schrader, the guy who used to write a lot of Martin Scorsese movies, and now he makes these super bleak movies on his own. And uh, television's Mark Evan Jackson. So I'm maybe the third most famous graduate of my college, maybe fourth. Dave Leisinga does a lot of improv. Uh, so I, I'm definitely in the top five. Uh, unless the guy wrote the Polar Express went to my school, I think maybe he did. Damn it. I'm falling farther and farther down the power rankings. I'm going to have to get some more listeners just to just to at least beat out Dave Leisinga. Uh, so, and my, my phys ed credits did not carry over, so I had to take... Uh, I had to take more, more phys ed courses and I ended up taking the same semester. I took walking and ballroom dance, which is just keeps getting weirder and weirder. The more I think about it, that I took a ballroom dance class. It, it's like when you stop for a second to think about how Paul Rust was one of the inglorious bastards. It's like, it was weird at the time, but it gets weirder and weirder, uh, you know, the farther we get from it. That's a stranger and stranger choice. But yeah, I took ballroom dance. And the the key to these classes is while I was taking them, I slipped on a patch of ice and sprained or possibly broke my ankle. Uh, my family had no health insurance at the time, so there was no way to find out. I was on crutches for several weeks, and that made it poss impossible for me to either, well, I mean, I technically could walk. Not good enough for a walking class, I guess. You need to be a pro-level walker. And I certainly couldn't ballroom dance. Uh, I honestly don't remember how I got through ballroom dance class. I think I just had to sit and watch everybody dance, uh, which is kind of what would have happened anyway with my lack of skill. 
And for walking, I just had to go on walks with my crutches, which I didn't do, but you keep a walking journal. And I had a beautiful walking journal that was a piece of pure fiction. Uh, I'd have adventures on the uh, walks in my journal. Like I, I found a lost dog once. God, I was a garbage college student. Holy smokes. The more I think about it. I took a, a marketing class from the guy who invented home shopping. Or at least he said he did. There's no way he was teaching at a community college in Grand Rapids if he invented home shopping. I I have just assumed he was telling the truth all this time. And once I said it out loud, all of a sudden I'm like, no, that guy was full of shit. <sighs> I'm glad I skipped his class so much. That was my point was I skipped that class three to four times a week. And it was almost always so I could play Final Fantasy 3. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I wonder why I wasn't more successful. And sometimes I remember it was because I am like I am. Um, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drink my last hard cider and pause for a commercial break. This week's episode is brought to you by who else? Teasebysummer.com. My favorite place for t-shirts. And, and I mean that literally, and I have had favorite place for, places for t-shirts for a long time. Uh, prior to prior to the advent of Teeds by Summer, it was probably SuperheroStuff.com where I would get my Batman t-shirts. And let me tell you, in the 11 or so months since Teeds by Summer launched, I have not purchased any clothing from any place else. In that same amount of time, I have also not shaved. So... We'll see. I mean, neither of these is a, a sustainable uh, life model. Uh, not that I don't intend to continue purchasing from Tees by Summer. Uh, I just will at some point need to buy, like, new pants or, you know, shirts for work. Although, honestly, if I can't wear these t-shirts to work, I've probably got the wrong job because they're great. Uh, in fact, just today... As as if as if she knew I was going to record an episode and needed something to talk about, new design went up in the I think you should leave collection. Guys, there's a TC Tuggers shirt, and it is terrific. It is, I mean, you know that's a great sketch to begin with, but the the her, her design for it is is very good and funny, and uh, I love it. I I. It is maybe the fastest I have ever ordered something in my life, because uh, it, it's it's a great it's a, it's a great shirt. They're all great. Look, I wouldn't say this every week if if I didn't believe it, because uh, I would be honest with you. I say it's a sponsor, but uh, there's there's no money changing hands. Uh, it, it's a it's a emotional sponsor, I guess. But uh, I certainly wouldn't talk about uh talk about these t-shirts every week if i didn't think they were awesome and they're awesome so look here's here's the thing and i've mentioned this before but uh uh summer of teas by summer did uh some artwork for my eventually upcoming uh sci-fi comedy podcast uh and i which I don't want to talk too much about now. Uh, I, I won't even say the name of it on the show until uh, until she she puts the design on her store because she does have the merchandising rights to this show. Well, that show. 
I guess you can have the merchandising rights to this show, too. Uh, I guess this is a binding contract. So, <laughs> don't don't look for Fed Talks merchandise anytime soon, because, come on, who wants that? <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I've been writing the scripts for this, and I had to, I kind of took a break because... You know, everything's terrible, and I'm losing my mind, and I was not feeling creative, and I was doing a bad job of writing. And that was part part of why I started doing this show, was to force me to uh, try to come up with with half an hour or so of something something to say every week. And maybe that would kickstart things. It turned out it did. So I'm working on, I'm working on the, the last scripts of the of what I hope is the first season. And uh, this this art that she did is my phone lock screen because it is genuinely amazing. Like when I first saw it, I almost teared up a little because it was it was the first time I'd ever felt like I like, like maybe I could be a real writer because somebody made this based on a thing I did. That's dumb. You don't need to know about my uh, my issues there, but uh, but it's such a good design that it changed changed my approach to the scripts. So uh, I have the I have it sort of I have it up on my computer all the time now too because it's very inspirational. Like yeah, this you know it just it's it helps me nail the tone. Which is is obviously important because it, and it's, you know, I'm getting I'm getting more writing done and a lot of of stuff that I ended up doing this season is inspired by this cool art that you can't see yet. So I don't know why I'm talking this up instead of the TC Tugger shirt, but the TC Tugger shirt is very good and funny. <laughs> and uh, every time there's a new design, I am so genuinely delighted. Like it's never what I expected, and that's that's the thing. Look, I realize I'm talking about my friend here, but visual sense is just unbelievable. Like going going back to to my show that I won't say the name of yet. Uh, I honestly didn't think she'd even want to read the script. I was just going to pitch her some ideas that she could then make because she's good at art, and. But she read the script, and what she came up with was so much better than my dumb ideas for the art. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess that's the difference between actually having artistic skill and, you know, not, I guess. Uh, but it is it's genuinely surprising every time. It is delightful. They're, they're, they're so great. I think I have... I. I, I think I bought everything on that site by now. Some of them more than once. Because, you know, some of it's available in other colors, and some of it's been revised. And, uh, look, teasebysummer.com. It's an Etsy store. Uh, buy something. At the very least, go and, and hit that heart button to show you're an admirer. Uh, that'll help with an algorithm. And then get your finances in order and buy some shirts. Uh, yes, I know, get your finances in order is a Jimmy Pardo thing, but it applies. I don't think he'd mind. I think he'd see these shirts and go, hey, these shirts, 
These shirts are rad as hell, is what Jimmy Pardo would say. That sounds like a thing he'd say. Uh, so check it out. They are legitimately great. I can't wait to get my TC Tuggers shirt. I will wear that thing so proudly. Uh, it is it is beautiful. So remember, teasebysummer.com, best t-shirts on the internet. You have my you have my guarantee. I've seen every t-shirt on the internet, and there aren't any that are better. Uh, check it out. They are great. We're back, and I'm sorry to report that my last hard cider was... Something was odd. It had some serious stank on it. It did not taste good. So I guess I'm going out with a whimper rather than a bang. Uh, such is life, you know? Uh, I, w I was going to talk about the Golden Globes, which the more I think about it, it's kind of boring. But there's... You know what? Let me just say this. The Golden Globes are always stupid. They're weird nominations, especially in television. I don't even know what you nominate for movies this year because they stopped making movies. I guess there are, you know, the video-on-demand movies that I read. Like, they're not even that expensive. I will never get a video-on-demand movie because that just opens the door to me getting all of them. And so it they'll just sit. If you're being released VOD, I will never see your movie. I apologize. I will not even be aware of your movie. But uh, the, the TV nominations are always insane, and part of it is the Golden Globes is the Hollywood foreign press, and they really just want to meet famous people, so they prioritize anything with a famous person in it rather than, you know, the thing that's, that's best. And this year, especially in television, they really sort of... They really went real white. Uh, I was trying to come up with a clever way to say that, but it's it's white it's white as hell. But here's the thing: I'm. And I feel like this is a safe space for me to say this because if I said it on social media, I'd get yelled at by people. Uh, so th everybody is saying there there was an HBO show called "I May Destroy You," which. Uh, was supposed to be amazing and didn't get any nominations. I didn't watch it because the description of it sounded very stressful, and it came out during a time when I was really only able to handle the most comforting of entertainment or rewatch Perry Mason for the 40th time. So I think it came out during my, uh, during my just watch DuckTales and Joe Para phase. Uh, and I'll probably go back because now I'm hearing some amazing things about it. But that didn't get nominated, but uh, uh, Emily in Paris did, which was a, a Netflix thing that people thought was silly. I guess. I don't know. I, maybe people loved it. I've heard very little. Uh, I didn't see that either. Look, I'm used to watch every TV thing, and now there's too many and also not enough. It's It's weird. So people are really calling that out as a as sort of this this silly. Basically, there uh, Emily in Paris is is sort of being called out as the example of the thing that shouldn't have been nominated over "I May Destroy You." Okay, fine. Here's the when you go to the drama ca category that was in the comedy category. Something called "I May Destroy You" would have been in the comedy category, which is intriguing. 
in the drama category, The Mandalorian is nominated. Guys, I've talked about it here. I like The Mandalorian just fine. But there is no way that if you put all of television together, you go, yeah, there are no more than four dramas better than this. It's it's a show that is fine. Baby Yoda's adorable. The Timothy Oliphant episode was really good. Uh, but it's... It's a show that's made by a couple of 45-year-olds clanging action figures together. It's it's fine. There's no way it's... And, you know, when things like, like, like Better Call Saul didn't get nominated, and I know there's not, you know, like with Emily in Paris versus I May Destroy You, there's sort of this, this element of race to it, and I realize in this case there isn't, but you, you can't look me in the eye and say The Mandalorian is better than Better Call Saul. Uh... Even if you want to do a genre thing, it's not better than The Boys. It's a show that's fine. It's fun. Uh, once it finished for the season, I haven't thought about it once, except for how much I hate Baby Yoda's actual name. So he'll always be Baby Yoda to me. And, But nobody's really saying that. Nobody's saying The Mandalorian. And the whole thing is that this show that's regarded as kind of kind of uh, 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 silly or less, wor- less worthwhile that's aimed at women is being uh, is being taken as an example of what's wrong with the system when it gets nominated. And this thing that's being aimed at... I mean, men to an extent, nerds to a greater extent, is nobody's batting an eye at that. And I realize I'm being... I, I'm kind of leaning into stereotypes when I say one's for women, one's for men, but also that's that's the perception, and the perception is what I'm what we're talking about, I guess. But it's I don't know. It's it's in the it feels like it's safer for everybody to complain about accolades for a a. Uh, a less prestigious show that's aimed at women than than one that's aimed at men. And I don't know. I I don't know what point I'm making. It feels weird and I don't like it. And you know, because I mean, let's be honest, the people the the people who who liked Emily in Paris liked that for the same reason that that people liked The Mandalorian. That's you know, it sort of invoked a thing they liked. It was the guy who made Sex in the City who who I don't know if he created it. I think he was the showrunner. Uh, I can't think of it. Darren Starr. That was his name, right? If I'm wrong, I apologize to whoever. But I will not look it up. I'm tired. You know, they, they it reminded them of a... It, it was tied to a thing they liked and they were cool outfits. And that's pretty much what people are watching for The Mandalorian. It reminds them of liking Star Wars. And they have cool arbor. You know, it's not... They're not a million miles apart, and it's just unfortunate how the, I don't know, it just, it just bums me out. You shouldn't have to, have to feel, you know, the Golden Globes do a bad job every year, but you don't need to throw sexism on top of, you don't need to add sexism when complaining about racism, is my thought. And, you know, frankly, watch what you want. I have friends who liked Emily in Paris a lot. Awesome. I'm happy for them. I can't wait till they get a second season. They'll enjoy that. Uh, I have friends who... 
obviously I have friends who like the Mandalorian because I have friends with nerds. Uh, I don't know what my what my overall point is. I've just been it's just been bumming me out, you know. It's man things are valued more highly than woman things, and I feel like we need to just sort of acknowledge that that's a thing, and hopefully, hopefully it can get better. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm talking above my pay grade here. I was hoping I'd sort of land on a point and everybody would go, yeah, that EJ's smarter than he looks. But we're not going to get there. I'm just, this is, these are just things I'm mulling over. Uh, and now it's about time for me to wrap up. Uh, I apologize. I did not read my podcast book yet. And I promise that's not going to be a bit where for weeks I'm like, oh, I'm getting a podcast book. And then I get a podcast book and I don't read it. I'm going to read it. It's just been a weird week. Next week might be weird too, but I'll make some time. This thing's getting read. This is going to be a good podcast sooner or later, probably later. Uh, you can send me an email at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, I keep forgetting it exists, but I'm going to check it more often. I would, if you, you know what? If you send me a funny email, I will read it on this show. How about that? That's some incentive. Uh, you can also leave you can also leave comments on the the uh, the Podbean page where you probably found this. It is weirdly hard to find the comments, and for some reason I cannot respond to them. But uh, I got some very nice comments this week from a very nice person, so that was nice. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at EJ Fettis. I am not checking Twitter. I will see my see my mentions or maybe you can dm me i think you'll get through i don't know experiment try see what happens uh let me tell you where i'm at with with social media right now is i've been trying not to not to really check twitter and i really only tweet to talk about this show and sometimes to make fun of ted cruz but when i have like a break at work or i just need to I just need something to laugh. I was going to say laugh at, but that sounds like I'm, I'm mocking. When I need something to make me laugh, there are two Twitter accounts that I I can virtually guarantee I'll get some good good uh, good comedy out of. And so I just I will check them, and it'll be a delight. And those those two accounts are comedian Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, and my friend and, and uh, exemplary t-shirt creator, Summer. And I have not been able to do that lately because in Paul F. Tompkins' case, and in the case of many, many comedians, people try to like improve their jokes for them or argue their jokes. And it gives me this weird sick feeling when somebody starts being a, being a, a, a jerk to a comedian because like they... Here's the thing is we're lucky Paul F. Tompkins still talks to us. And if you're mean to him on Twitter, he will leave Twitter, and then there's almost no reason to be there. And I just, I get this weird anxiety that where I am worried that Paul F. Tompkins feels bad when people are, people are uh, jerks on Twitter. And I, I, he probably doesn't even worry about it. And along those same, same lines, my friend Summer, who's very funny on Twitter, uh, but also, uh, unlike me, she sort of in, engages with people and will sometimes, 
uh, call out uh, bad behavior. And these are these are these are righteous fights. I mean, it's they're all warranted. You know, it's it's Trumpers and anti-maskers or weird racists or, you know, she's not going around just picking on people, but. And, and it's always it and and she does it very well and it makes me feel like I'm in the the studio audience for Married with Children. I just want to whoop and go, yeah, get him. That was a weird studio audience. Have you ever seen that show in syndication? The studio audience is actually yelling out advice to the characters. It's very funny. But the internet being what it is, then sometimes we'll will argue back at her, and that upsets me. I'm sure it doesn't upset her because she's normal, but I see it and it bothers me and it makes me want to reply, hey, look, maybe you didn't realize this, but uh, uh, my friend is, is nice and good and knows things and like if you knew that, maybe you wouldn't be such a jerk in your replies, so I guess who's stupid now? And that is obviously not a thing that I can or should do, uh, but kind of where I'm at now, I... It's genuinely upsetting. It's it's weird because most of my friends don't use social media at all. So I never, I you know I haven't had years to get used to uh, to that. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, when somebody is when somebody is mean to my friend on Twitter, it ruins my day. So I can't even check the two funny accounts right now because it's too. <laughs> my nerves are so on edge that I can't the fact that it makes me feel bad that when somebody is mean to Paul F. Tompkins, a man who does not know me uh, look I'm, I'm maybe not just not cut out for the social media game. The point is you won't see me doing anything on Twitter but uh, you can talk to me and I'll, I'll talk back or at the very least hit, hit the like button uh, you can also get me on Instagram at EJ underscore Fettus. Uh, I will not interact with anybody there either, but at least sometimes I post mostly about this show, but sometimes I'll have a picture of a dog or, you know, a, a funny panel from an old Batman comic or something like the one where the Joker is talking about boners. That one's still real funny. <laughs> I'm a simpleton. Uh, so that's where you can reach me. I'm... I'm I'm pretty accessible. I'm a man of the people. Uh, I'm lonely. Reach me. I'll probably talk back to you. Uh, I guess that's it. This episode ran long, and I didn't even cover one of the things on my list, so that means I can save it for next week. Uh, I will see you that aforementioned next week. Uh, be good out there. If you live in the Midwest, be careful. It is. We got some snow, folks. It was bad. I almost died. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening to Fed Talks. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Bwee, 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 bwee.